What's the greatest obstacle or challenge facing you on your path to becoming financially free? For most of us, it's the time it takes to even focus on it. We're so busy with our lives that we don't even know where to start. Come join Joey and I and the team in Nashville, Tennessee, August 9th through the 11th, as we break down the different ways that you can become financially free and introduce you to different strategies and speakers who can help you on that first step. You have questions? This event is designed to give you the answers, to take action fast, to turn the decades it's taken us to learn this and turn them into days. Don't hesitate. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash live. And don't forget to use the promo code podcast to get a deep discount. So the nugget for today's peanuts calendar, Joey, says is Lucy and her brother Linus. I think that's right. Lucy's telling Linus says, I, I hope you realize how disappointed mom and dad were when you didn't make the honor roll. And they start walking and, and Linus says, so I didn't make the honor roll. That doesn't mean the world is coming to an end, does it? And so he kind of looks up into the sky wondering, and then turns back to her and says, does it? <laughs> I, I think today's, conversation around business owners and some of the common mistakes they make financially applies to this because I want to ask the question, Joe, do you have to make the honor roll to be a business owner? No, no, you do not. In fact, it may actually hurt you. Well, so think about that. Like what are some of the questions that people have in their mind as they start on their path to financial freedom, they start thinking through being an investor. Maybe it's a small business, right? Maybe it's just an investor of their land business or like a side hustle. Yeah. Right. And they go, man, am I qualified? Right. That all that inner doubt sometimes takes over that battlefield that exists internally. They're trying to overcome. Yes. I mean, between the two of you got between the two of us, you were like, valedictorian literally the valedictorian of your high school class that's right and but i don't think it has to be one way or the other like and for for instance you russ um you weren't quite valedictorian were you salutatorian or what was it i, I forget you call me? what did you call me <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was far from it right like i was the one Voted most likely to still live in the city that I graduated from. <laughs> I don't remember that one. But the point is, is you don't have to be one or the other. And it, there is nothing. I, I will say this. I think part of the Wall Street mindset creeps in here. And what I, I mean by that is Wall Street tries to convince you that you're not smart enough to handle these complex financial instruments like Wall Street investments. So you need to give your money up to somebody else who can. I think the same thing can apply here that you think I should, I don't know if I could be a business owner because that's for people that have fill in the blank. Mm. And like, to your point, education may be one of those things, but it's just not the case. Well, here, here's the thing though. There is a need for education, right? But it's very specific education. Education is the one thing that can allow people to get out of the situation they're in. And as today's topic goes on, I think we break down three different areas and disorganization is one of those, but lack of education in how to better steward our money, not knowing, right. And not knowing is not an excuse. Like you've got to be better as a business owner. You have to take ownership of your stuff 
That's I right. give you there's three books that every business owner, in my opinion, should read and read regularly. The E Myth, revisited by Michael Gerber, right? One hundred percent, totally agree. Mike McCallum's book, Profit First. Yes. And the third one, which is Darren Hardy's book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. And I think if you will read those three books, it will give you a large viewpoint of what mistakes are being made by business owners, you probably included, but also the solutions to get your way out of it. And then you and I have constantly invested in our education to sharpen our acts and our knowledge as it become, as it relates to becoming a business owner and to being an investor. So knowledge it doesn't have to have come from your past. It can come into your future. No, no, no doubt about it. And uh, I hope that you're inspired by this. I hope that as you hear this, no matter where you're at in the journey, maybe you're just starting out on that side hustle, or maybe you're 10 plus years into a business and you may be facing some things and you're like, can I get out of this? Can I make this um, a passive business to get to financial freedom as fast as possible? All those things I feel like we cover in here in great detail. And then we go deeper in the inner circle, which if you haven't already joined, please um, get on a call with one of our guys, wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash free call. Talk about this uh, and they'll show you the way into the inner circle. This is where people like you are joining together and taking the next right step towards financial freedom. You need to be surrounded by people just like that. Without further ado, as I think you say, Russ, um, why don't we belly up to the table here? Let's go. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them, and more importantly, take action to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy, mostly because bad follow-through guy just didn't sound as good to me. But enough about me. Let me introduce my partner, my co-host, the Italian stallion, Mr. Joey Murray. Good afternoon, stallion. How are you doing? Hey, hey. Good afternoon to you, my friend. I'm a little fumbled today, man. To be honest, I take one week off. I just, I'm just out of sync. Well, I mean, we've all been there. I mean, we're business owners. Things come at us. Sometimes we make mistakes. It's okay. Thank you for forgiving me for making mistakes because I, I make I make my fair share. I, I was just sharing with the audiences before we hit record how you made yours yesterday. I'm sorry? You know what I'm talking Which one? about. Which one are we talking about? The the choice of closing attorneys. <laughs> and I, I won't go through it for everybody who's listening because that's not why they came. But I'm just saying thank you for forgiving me. I've forgiven you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thankfully, you and I are not sitting in this room alone. We've got the dream team of financial coaches to help us. Let me get to my left, Mr. Incredible, the man that has the power and speed to get you to financial freedom fast. My man, J.D. Hill. Say hello to your fans, J.D. 
Hey fans. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate your introduction to me every week. I really do. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. You never fumble through it. You, you nail it every time. Uh, and so I do appreciate it. Hey, hey, today I was talking, speaking as superheroes, there's three older gentlemen that work out in, in the gym every single day. I'm there. They're amazing. They're constantly working out. And today all of them had on superhero shirts. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, I've got a superhero that works for me. Hey, hey, I like that. That's yeah, nice. And, and I told him, and I didn't add it this time. You know, normally I say your your um your superpower is your your speed to financial freedom, and that and that speed is contagious. And they're like, ooh, I like that. Yeah, I do. Come, like can that. you come up with a tagline for me? I was like, ah, we'll see. You know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. All right. Well, let me get to your left. A true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. And if I'd only known him earlier, I'd been so much richer. Everybody say hello to Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. Hello, Ern. What's up, Ernie? Howdy. Man, I'm I I love this time of week. Just rolls around. Just so much color in this room. Love the conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about today's topic. I'm excited to learn what you guys came up with and how much I can derail us from what you guys thought you were going to talk about. Just another week. Just, just another ring. All right. Paradise. (laughs) All right. Last but not least, our resident pilot, Mr. Kashmir, if you can, when he's not jet setting around the world, being financially free, he's dropping gold nuggets here. The one and only Mark Haraguchi. Welcome, Mark. Afternoon, gentlemen. Happy to be here because you know what? It's Thursday, which means, um, oh, that's right. Today's my Friday because I'm taking tomorrow off. (laughs) Hey, I like it. Hey, you know, there, is it what, what's the guy the strategic coach dan sullivan yeah dan sullivan he said you gotta have focus days you gotta have buffer days you gotta have free days tomorrow's your free day man good yeah for you i love it as long as you stay in focus the other days we're good by the way you're gonna have to update um your intro here russ am i because mark is no longer jet setting around the country true he is jet setting he's just jet setting as a as a passenger i'm just saying it's different hey, you're gonna no, have to update that thing no, well now I'm, he's a pilot for hire he's a private pilot well mm. he's a pilot as much as the guy that i i came up with that idea we've all watched the movie catch me if you can he wasn't a pilot either he never flew a plane <laughs> which is always one step ahead see yep. there, there's mark he's always traveling tell me where you're going mark tell me everybody wants to know where you going Sound just like Christopher Walken or whatever that guy's name is. It's close. It's close. Hey, you know, I do what I can do. Let, let's talk about today's topic. I want to know what is it about business owners and why do they make so many mistakes financially that you're going to help them understand today? Tell me, Stallion. What, what, uh, what was your question? Uh, to be honest, that was, are we, are we asking a question? I asked what are you, those what are those mistakes? Is that your question? No, I asked you why do they make that many mistakes? Why is it why is there so many mistakes happening in for business owners? And I, I, I guess the more clear question is why is it important for us to talk about it today? And I think at least the way I'm taking this question is business owners, if you're not considering your business as a part of your financial freedom journey. And and basically, if we think back to the hierarchy of wealth, this should be the first place that you consider 
investing in yourself and the things that you know and own and control to make it more passive, then you're missing the point. Like, don't get distracted by all the other things around you that you could do to get to financial freedom. Focus in on your own business and how it could become your first step or your, your major step towards financial freedom. That, that's a mistake that I think people make and also something that I don't think that they have considered because maybe they're so focused in on their business and what they do every day that they don't think of how could I make this passive. So here, here's a question for you, JD. Like it, when it comes down to why is this important? Like what is this costing people? What do you think making bad decisions as a business owner, what is it really costing them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Profit, <laughs> right? At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's costing revenue. It's costing profit. Um, it's expensive. Um, being a business owner is, uh, you know, we, as we were talking about this yesterday, I was sharing with Joey. I said, I, I, my belief, right, is that I think people go into business for themselves for three reasons. Uh, one, they're a hobbyist, right? So you've got a really cool hobby that you really enjoy doing and you've turned it into a nice business and, and that's why you're a business owner. Yeah. Um, so say you make crafts, right? Uh, you started out as a hobby, you started selling it maybe on Etsy and now it's become a, a nice business for you. The other is you're just not a good employee, <laughs> right? It's like you are just not, you're not employable. And so you are a business owner because you are unemployable. Nobody and will employ you. Nobody will employ you. Uh, you're lucky to employ yourself, but uh, you, you're the only option you got, right? So, so you are a business owner because of that. And the last is because I think you're really, you're an entrepreneur right? You are a creator, you're a builder, uh, and you think like a business owner. And so I, I think a lot of times, regardless of what category you, of, of those you fall in, I think, I think every business owner makes similar mistakes. They just may be different in terms of, of the impact that it has on your business, right? So the question that you're asking, you know, is, is like the, how expensive can some of these mistakes be? Well, they can be really expensive depending on like what type of an entrepreneur that you really are. Right. If you're not thinking about these things. And so my first thought about this is I think you, you need to be organized, right? Being disorganized will cost you so much money in so many areas of, of how you run your business. Yeah. Now, Ern, before we jump into maybe some of the points, some of the areas that, that business owners are making mistakes in, why do you feel like the five of us are qualified to even talk on this subject? <laughs> experience, learning by experience. Uh, and, and also I think we've seen a lot, we've seen a mistake or two. Mm. Uh, have the, I mean, I, I have the, I have the amazing privilege of getting to sit with business owners every day and, and talk about where this is going for them and how they can build passive income outside of those businesses, how they can control those cash flows to make them work harder in their families using the infinite banking concept. Mm. And so just, just get, just by nature of repetition, we, we see it on our own lives and, and we see it in other people's lives. All right. So if we break down today's topic, Joey, the common mistakes business owners make financially, right? You, you kind of told me you, you believe it's disorganization, lack of understanding of cash flow and really opportunity cost, right? So I, I'm going to come to you, Mark. I'm going to start with disorganization. In, in your opinion, what are some of the mistakes that people are making that is so disorganized how they, how they run their finances? 
So I'm a logical C if we're to talk about disk assessment. And so that's super Excel spreadsheet focused. I like organization. I like having spreadsheets. I like to be clear. I like to be correct. I hate being wrong. And if anybody out there knows a pilot, yeah, that fits it to a T. We, we, we don't like being wrong. And so I think for disorganization, if, if you don't have a clear picture of what the potential forecasting can look like for your business. And so my, my thought is if you're overly optimistic or if you're overly pessimistic, right? Any spreadsheet, any formula, any computer is garbage in, garbage out. If you put bad assumptions in, if you're not organized in your research of what you believe the market can do, what you believe your expenses can do, you might be overly optimistic and that could be a very expensive lesson to learn. Or you could take the reverse, you could be overly pessimistic and basically pessimism your way out of the opportunity. So I want you to be organized and be practical about what you believe the market can actually do for you. So it, so from a practical standpoint, what would someone be able to do? Like what is a takeaway there that they can apply to help them be less disorganized in that, in that way? That depends. Everyone's a little bit different, you know. Some some people need some people need to be a hard structure. I, I I can see somebody else walking in me like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take the big picture view. I've got enough of the puzzle. I can move forward. So everyone's requirement for a level of organization is going to be different. Mine's going to seem like an OCD nightmare. Whereas I'm sure if I looked at yours, I I would be appalled, Russ. At, at <laughs> I've seen the drawings you make for ideas. I mean, I, I know that Southwest Airlines was crafted on a, a cocktail napkin, but um, it, it, it's, it's that, that's the hard part is everyone's level of need for organization is going to be different. Some people want it spelled out to the T. Other people can get away with a little bit less. Well, I will say this, that Joey and I sat down at our accountant's office about two weeks ago, and we, we started mapping out what we were doing with one of our businesses. And immediately his eyes got super big. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a disaster and a lawsuit waiting to happen. Just because the way that we thought we live in chaos, like it was organized chaos to us. To him, he was like, oh, no, we're going to have to get organized. We're going to have to like separate all these different things here into multiple different bank accounts. Several of these need to probably be in different LLCs. We're like, really? It seemed like it. They should go together. He's like, uh, no, no, we should not do that. So I, I can I can feel your level of disorganization and even distrust for Joey and I. I, I appreciate that. All right. Well, what's what's another level earn under the disorganization tab that you see business owners struggling in? Well, uh, I think you just alluded to something, and but I'll take it to the to the next level. Talk about multiple LLCs, different purposes of business, but also just levels of liability. And personally, I've enjoyed on on our podcast recently getting to be around a couple uh, state planning attorneys and tax planning attorneys, and, and just seeing some of that planning take place. And I think that there's often a lot of fear for business owners to be commingling funds. Uh, but I think the next level to that is, are, are we really protected? I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. 
Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, single single member LLC, single ready to mingle. Like I thought that that was cool when you told me. (laughs) Yeah. How many of these LLCs can we jam into one? (laughs) You see what I did there, Joe? You like that. That's so bad. Yeah. It was so good. You jump in there. I know you're You're a married man, Russ. You're a married man. I'm married, but my money is single. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Not, I mean, not in the way that I like near the place that you had as closing yesterday singles, not that way singles. All right. You jump in there, Joey. Like you, you, you know, disorganization as good as I do. What do you yeah. think? What, what do we not hit under this tab? Well, we I'll, uncover. So I think take it back to Mike McCallowitz, you know, one of our, one of the great guests we had on early in the show talking about profit first. To me, there's so many lessons that we learn from his book and how to start thinking about how to allocate your funds for various different things and to limit your dollars from telling you what they're going to do. You know, that is, that is just budgeting. We can apply it at the individual level, but at the business level, I think it's so easy to just say, Oh, well, you know, at the end of the year, I show a profit, but as the actual business owner, you don't know, like that money could be literally made up like the, on the, on the page, you see a number, but it does not actually equate to money in your account, unless you put these guardrails in place that he just teaches you in that book. So that to me is an organizational step that's easy to do, but very few people do it. And it's a, it's a common mistake. Well, I would, I mean, you're just talking about something. We were just having this conversation about an hour ago, the difference between our income statement and a cash flow statement, right? As a business owner, you have to understand the differences between balance sheets, income statements, and cash flow statements. And oftentimes we get to looking at the income statement and assuming what it says that the profit is, is what you can put in your pocket. But there's assets that you're purchasing that are going on your balance sheet that is taking up cash that doesn't necessarily show on your income statement, right? And so then your cash flow statement is going to show you what's left over. And I, I think without understanding how all of those things work, to your point early on, JD, we will make bad decisions because of that lack of knowledge and understanding there. So I, I think moving into that is really what we're talking about, maybe one of the second big points here that have areas that you know business owners make mistakes financially is not really understanding cash flow. So JD, from a cash flow perspective, where do you see mistakes and maybe give some help to those who who, who struggle and, and how that they can get out from underneath that. So for me, I'm I'm here's the thing. Me, Ernie, and Mark are all wired very similar in that we prefer uh, organization 
Like we are highly de detail oriented. We don't want to make a decision before we have enough facts and data to be able to go and make that decision. And I heard a really great quote one time um, that said, uh, organization before execution, right? So get organized before you execute. And that just really resonated with me because that's naturally how I'm wired anyways, because organization re reduces stress. And for me, I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of business owners make as it relates to cash flows, they commingle funds, right? We, we have one account that money flows into, and that's the account that we spend everything out of. Mm. <laughs> and so personal money gets spent out of there. Business money gets spent out of there. All the money gets spent out of there. Mm. And I'll say as a business owner, like it's really easy to spend a business dollar. Like it is so easy to spend a business dollar for whatever reason, but it's a lot harder to spend a personal dollar. And when I first started um, like separating business income from personal income, it helped me immensely figure out like what money went where. Uh, because I became much more frugal with my my personal dollars and and how I was stewarding those dollars because they were no longer commingled with my business dollars, and and so I think I think a lot of times business owners will do that is they'll commingle funds. Um, so I, I think I think getting organized in that sense and and separating those two things, having a personal account and a business account, uh, is is unbelievably important. But I, I when you say cash flow problems, I'm gonna do you mind if I share something? Just like this week, I ran into with a, a new business owner. Um, she was telling me, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some funds for my house, like the equity in my house to get started in this business. And um, she said, I'm, I'm opening up a line of credit. I said, okay, great. Well, what are the terms? And she told me, she said, well, this is the interest rate. And I said, no, no, no. I didn't ask for the interest rate. I said, what are the terms? I said, do they have an interest only payment option? And she said, oh no, that's a higher interest rate. I said, I didn't ask you for the interest rate. I said, what are the terms? And she, so it was kind of one of these, it was a text exchange. So I was trying not to be like a jerk about it. I just wanted to get to the bottom number. And lo and behold, she said, well, the original interest rate I told you about, the payment's going to be $2,800 a month. And the interest only payment, even though it's a higher interest rate is $515 a month. And I said, which one would you rather be having to pay every month as a new business owner? And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Because interest rates, this is just one piece on when I think of cash flow problems, interest rates are deceiving. They don't ultimately tell the whole story, but the actual dollars leaving your account every month in overhead do tell the story. <laughs> it, That's what you feel. Well, it's exactly, we were looking at, you know, borrowing money for this new short-term rental that we bought, right? And the bank said, hey, by the way, we'd love to give you guys a loan for the, you know, $250,000 of furnishings and stuff on that. We're like, uh, okay, tell me more, right? Like, I'm not going to like turn down an offer. Tell me more. And they said, well, let me look at the details. I get back to you. And when it came back to this, it like, yeah, we can do it. It's just a four-year um, note. <laughs> like four-year? Like, no, I, I don't want to pay like $8,000 a month or whatever it is. <laughs> like that doesn't, that's not appealing at all. That, it's that's, just, it's that more it than the actual to, mortgage. Right. Like yeah. it makes it hard to cash flow. But sometimes we've been taught in life to run, you know, like, oh, well, if I get a car, I can pay it off as fast as I possibly can. So I'll make all these extra payments. And then when the car's paid off, 
then I get to drive it from that point forward with only having to pay gas and maintenance costs, right? And then when I show back up to the dealership, you know, 45 years later, they'll give me $1,400. It goes in my pocket and I don't have to pay anybody any of that money, right? That's that's my money. (laughs) But as business owners, we have to think differently, right? We have to think about the cash flows and how do we make a profit? Income minus expenses. And we forget which you know, what, what lines those happen to go in and how we have to disconnect our personal finances from the other. Now, the last point in here, Joey, we talk about opportunity costs and we've done actually, I think one or two podcasts on the concept of economic value added, which is something that you and I learned about from the book, Becoming Your Own Banker by our own Nelson Nash. It was a management consulting concept where this uh, this financial management company was teaching you know, businesses around the country how to basically ca- count the cost of their capital. When they bought right. things, they had to understand that their cash had a cost. And so they had to put a rate and a payment to go along with that. I, I think that is definitely an area I've seen over my years of where businesses forget that. They forget that it has a cost. I remember when I read that, my wife had a dental practice and I immediately had to go, wait a second, there are no free cleanings, right? Like our family doesn't get free cleanings because it costs money, not only for the chair, for the building, for the utilities, for the materials and supplies that they use while they clean our teeth, it is not free. And if we use we don't pay at least what the cost of those things cost, then now they have to go clean teeth to make profit, to make up and pay for the items that we didn't pay for. So I, I, I really quickly recognize that. What other areas can you see where people forget the cost of their capital, forget the opportunity, opportunity costs? Earn, you want to jump in there? Yeah, well, I think, I think just naturally life is a great teacher. So, Joey, what is the thing in your bathroom that gets worked the hardest? Excuse me. I'm I'm sorry. What are we still on this uh, on the podcast? Well, I I know what you're thinking, Joey, but I'll tell you, it's not what you're thinking. It's it's your toothpaste. I know what you're thinking, mm. but it's your toothpaste. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, your he, toothpaste. Uh, Contrary to what you're thinking, gets worked the hardest. Have you ever noticed when you have new toothpaste, it goes so fast? And then when you're very low on toothpaste, it lasts forever. That is a true statement. I mean, it, you just work that toothpaste. Yeah, you're, you're right. Like I, I do it, see rolling what you're it, saying. squeezing it. Yes. It lasts forever. Well, I, I think that is similar to this concept of EVA. What we see is business owners pooling capital and spending out of one account and not really knowing what those cash flows really are because money in, money out. JD's got no problem spending it. Well, Amen. If, if, if you separate those dollars and name a purpose for them, you put those dollars at competition to be spent. I can do this or I can do that. What you're going to be very much more conscious about what you're spending those dollars on and, and you're not going to waste them. You're, you're going to increase your profitability because you're, you're putting dollars 
in a limited capacity and applying that concept of EVA. Can I, can I add one other thing to the EVA conversation? When you, uh, and this is kind of something that dawned on me when we were in our passive income mastermind call recently, Russ, and we did that round table discussion with the, the, um, the guys that are in the multifamily syndication space, right? They're talking about how to create value adds to an existing property. Do you remember this? Yes. So they're saying, Hey, we buy this property for 20 million, whatever the case may be. And we go and add little things like, for instance, putting um, dog runs around certain units that people will pay extra to have in their rental unit. Or we added this technology component where we run fiber to the, to the units and then we just charge a technology fee every month to all the units that use it. And then those things add value. And so now we can charge more if we were to sell this property and what was the multiple? Do you remember? Do you recall? Well, I mean, if you took, if you could add just a hundred dollars for each unit for any or all of those things, and so you had 200 units, that's 20 grand a month, right? Well, 20 grand a month times 12 is 240,000. Well, if you take a cap rate, just divide that by 0.055, a cap rate of five and a half percent, you just increase the value of the business that you're dealing with by $4.3 million. Mm. Just now, just by a hundred dollars a month. So, so the point I'm trying to make is, is when you are a business owner and you don't properly value either the service or the good or whatever, like to your point, the cleanings. Well, without having been charged for those cleanings in the future, the value of your business could be dramatically reduced because you no longer have that quote unquote value that you get a multiple from. It's not only the cost of that cleaning, or as Nelson talks about in the book, the can of peas, he talks about not stealing the can of peas. It's also about the actual multiple applied to the valuation of your business. And so anyways, I, that's just a little thought that has kind of made more sense to me recently than ever before. No, no doubt. Well, this has been a great podcast. Thank you guys for, for bringing it today. The common mistakes business owners make financially. Maybe the best question I've ever heard been asked because I was, I was thinking something different, Earn, when you asked that question of Joey. It was great. I love the analogy. Somehow we kept it together. You kept it together. That was awesome. All right. Final party shots. I'll let you go, Mark. You got to really be honest with yourself when you're getting ready to start a business. You know, don't don't think that's going to be all, you know, 100unicorns.com. Um, but then again, you know, also don't think that it's going to be 100unicorns.com. So try to land somewhere in the middle and be realistic with yourself. <laughs> Joey's getting worked. Oh, man. All right. Please Eddie. don't use that word anymore. <laughs> Eddie, final thoughts. Uh, I, whether business owner or not business owner, you, you got to be organized. Um, because if you're disorganized, you're, you're asking for chaos. You're asking for things to not work. You're asking for things to break. You're asking to not be able to diagnose problems. Um, and I, again, organization helps you be able to find problems. If you're organized and problems exist, you can go back and figure out where that problem exists and how to break it down and how to solve that problem. 
Uh, and so I think, again, whether you're a business owner or not a business owner, you've, you've got to be organized uh, in, in your financial journey. No, no doubt on that. I think one of the things that I struggle with the most is trying to just pay bills right here at the house, because you, you know, the older we get, the, the more things we're involved in, the more bills come in and it's, it's hard just to be organized in that. So having a system to make sure that you have all of these things taken care of. I have a spreadsheet, Mark, you'd be proud of my spreadsheet that helps me know which account should I put money in so I can pay bills for these different things. I've also seen your culture index. That's a, we, we expect that from you. <laughs> all right, Earn. final thoughts. Well, I think you look at business owners and, and they're really, really hard at work, right? Mm -hmm. they, they love what they're doing. They love their organization. They love the people that they're working with. And unfortunately, we see that their dollars in the business aren't necessarily working as hard. Mm. And I think Profit First is an amazingly simple, ingenious system to help make that happen. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, Joey and I immediately applied Profit First into the business. It helped us quit looking at the bank balance to make decisions it allowed us to know where money needed to go. It helped us separate accounts and organize it in a much better fashion. I know that we make fun of each other a lot, but we, you should have seen us three years ago before we did a lot of these things. It was a, a real disaster. All right, Joey, final thoughts. Uh, I, I, first of all, I'm appalled that we've made it this far into a show that is all about business owners making bad financial decisions and we have not said the solution to your pain is IBC. Infinite banking will help you. It doesn't require you to be organized as Russ has already shown that he can do both at the same time, be disorganized and do IBC, but it helps. It also helps you to put a value on your capital, which is what we've already talked about. And it will assist you in creating the passive income to in the cash flows um, that you're looking for. So to solve for this is to get on a call with one of these guys, right? Wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. And oh, by the way, when you're on the call with them, ask them about how to join the inner circle, which is where we're about to go. And we're going to help all of the people in this inner circle who are trying to get one step further to financial freedom, answer that question, get rid of that roadblock that may be standing in their way. So join us in both places, solve your issues, get IBC and join us in the inner circle. That's my final thought. Uh, I love it. Well, it, no matter how you're going about doing and running your business, there's a lot of takeaways from today. Being efficient, as Ernie said, with the tube of toothpaste, or it's getting organized, as Mark clearly said, that we have to be, otherwise we're going to run our business like a hobby, right, JD? So, I hope that you were able to take a couple of things away from this. Hopefully there was a couple laughs in there as well. We hope you'll join us each week for these calls. And if you have not already taken action on becoming one of our inner circle members, you can do that as well, right? On that call, you can ask, Hey, what is this whole inner circle thing? How can I get involved? Or if you just want to go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash inner circle, you can find out right there. We'd love to have you because that's where we're going right now. We're about to answer some questions, have one-on-one -on -one discussions with our members who are in there watching this live, laughing along with us. But until next week, I bid you adieu. Thank you for joining us. Have an amazing day.
This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.